Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Welcome to episode 88 of The Storytellers with Dr. Meryl Ain and her newest book, The Shadows We Carry. Dr. Ain is a storyteller, a writer, a career educator, a podcast host. She has written her newest book, The Shadows We Carry. It is the sequel to her debut novel, uh, The Takeaway Men, which is an award-winning novel. She also hosts a podcast called Jews Love to Read and a Facebook group as well. Actually, I transposed the um, titles. It's her podcast is People of the Book and her Facebook group is Jews Love to Read. Meryl, you are a long anticipated guest. Welcome to the Storyteller's Microphone. Well, thank you so much for having me, Grace. It's a great pleasure to be here. I'd like to start out with why you have chosen to leave your mark on the world through the art of story at this particular point in your career. Well, I do have quite a history of reinventing myself. <laughs> I've reinvented myself several times. I, I started out as a, a history teacher. Um, I did a stint uh, in journalism, in public relations. Um, then I went back to school and became a school administrator. And when I retired from that career, I guess that I went back to my first love writing all through, you know, my various careers. I always did nonfiction writing. I, I wrote essays. I had some, you know, published in, in different publications, but fiction was something that I actually thought I could never do. And when I retired, I joined a book club and um, re started reading novels uh, very regularly. And I was intrigued by telling stories that way, by fictionalizing stories, especially with historical fiction. And I said, can I do this? And I said, no, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I cannot. And I would read novel after novel, trying to figure out the formula. And, and I couldn't. And then I read some books and I took some classes and I, I tried it and I love it. <laughs> I really love it. It's, I wish I had started it years and years ago. It's so satisfying. Well, and I think you satisfy your readers as is proven um, by the takeaway men. And if I'm correct on that, Anne Frank inspired that? Well, Anne Frank, uh, I guess, inspired my, I don't really want to use the word obsession, but I can't really think of another word uh, with, with the Holocaust. And, um, the, you know, both my parents uh, were born here. As a matter of fact, they both served in the U.S. Army during World War II. Um, two of my four grandparents were born here and two came here as very small children. And so I, I had heard the word concentration camp. I guess I was in the sixth grade slip off my mother's tongue. And I said, what's a concentration camp? And she handed me the diary of Anne Frank, which 
does not really tell you what a concentration camp is. And I don't know, I, I, I studied it, I learned about it, I read it on my own, I taught about it, I still to this day, I watch every film and, and read every book. And I guess I just can't come up with the answer of why did this happen and, and how did it happen? And, and I still, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just mind boggling oh, to me. I don't think, I, I can't imagine, Meryl, that you could find that answer because it is truly incomprehensible how that could have happened um, on the, on the scale it happened to the numbers of people, to the various types of people. But you have made it very much at this stage in your life about focusing on Jewish studies, if you will, and also largely a Jewish audience. How did you, how did your obsession target, get that targeted? Well, they, you know, they say, right, write about what you know. And I mean, I'm pleased that my book has been well received by those who are not Jewish as well. But I, I write about Jewish characters and Jewish experiences. And um, it's what I know and what I don't know. I, I have researched and I, I, for instance, as I said, I'm not, I don't actually have any known uh, victims of the Holocaust in my family, but I have, you know, many friends who are, they call themselves 2Gs, the second generation of Holocaust survivors. Um, we've known uh, survivors and I've been so uh, captivated, touched, disturbed, and even inspired by, by their stories. And it, it's all about the story. And carrying their story forward makes yeah, such yeah, a well, difference, doesn't it? That's really important because, um, you know, soon there, there will be no Holocaust survivors. So you, you found your niche for sure. Your first book was an award winner. And um, when we launch uh, this podcast, you will have your second novel, The Shadows We Carry. Talk a little bit about that with us, please. Yeah. So it is it is a, it is a sequel to The Takeaway Men, but I do believe it can be read as a standalone. And I in The Takeaway Men, I wanted to tell the story of what happened to the families after the war, because there's so much emphasis on what happened during the war, but it wasn't like, okay, you know, the war ended and most of the people could not go back to their country of origin and they went to the United States, Canada, Australia and started new lives and everything was hunky-dory. It really wasn't hunky-dory. Um, you know, when we think of, um, you know, the resources um, that were not there mm -hmm. to to welcome um, and 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 integrate these people into society, and for the most part, people just didn't want to. They didn't want to know about it anymore. You know, the war was over, and people wanted to get back to watch. Well, not get back. Watch black and white TV, mm -hmm. and you know, you get a car and get a job and raise a family, and they didn't. People just really didn't didn't want to know about this. Um, but these families carried this, the shadow or the, the burden with them. 
And um, I found from my friends who were a second generation Holocaust survivors that there was a cloud over the entire family. So I, I start that in the takeaway men, but in shadows we carry, this cloud then um, becomes exacerbated because it starts um, in the late 1960s and goes into the 70s, which was a time of, of a political and cultural turmoil for the United States. And the twins, uh, who are the main characters in my book, but there are other characters. There is a young man who finds out uh, that he is the son of a Nazi, and he has to deal with that. And then we have a priest um, who has uh, finds out about the his secret um, genealogy. Uh, so I, I, you know, I wanted to um, explore this and and raise the questions of, um, you know, are we? Uh, is it nature versus nurture? Are we our genes, or are we, you know, part of the family that raised and, and loved us? Oh, it's, it sounds fascinating. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think I want to now switch a little bit to the idea that both you and I are educators. We've spent much of our lives um, helping others, uh, teaching, combating ignorance, if you will. And I am struck by two things, and I was so looking forward to our time together today because I wanted to talk a little bit about the banning of books, and then I'd like to talk about the rise in anti-Semitism in our country. So let's start with the banning of books, because for me, the idea of being an educator is to combat ignorance. And if we start banning books, in my opinion, I think we lead a huge void in people's education. So will you talk about that, please? Well, when I think of banned books, um, I my mind goes straight to Hitler and the Nazis, and I think of the the bonfires of of, of books that that they destroyed, and you know many of these were the world's classics. And you know, a book a book is a a book is a gift. You don't have to agree with what's in the book, but it makes you think. It takes you to different worlds. Um, I cannot think of a reason in the world uh, why books would would be banned but uh, it, it's it's so unfortunate and it's so antithetical i think to american democracy uh, and i personally would agree and as we look at what's being banned um i hear that anne frank is banned in some places, uh, which ties immediately to me on this rise of anti-Semitism. Um, not being Jewish myself, I don't experience that. But could you talk about what's really going on? Well, I don't really know what's really going on. Thank you for thinking that that I do. Um, I do know. Uh, but you have your personal experience and you, you are so connected to the Jewish community. There must be things that you're hearing and learning that I'd love you to share. Well, I am. And I, and I, I would just like to start out by saying that I never experienced any anti-Semitism, you know, growing up in my Northeast Queens neighborhood. Um, but there's a lot of anti-Semitism out there 
um, in the world today. There's there's always been covert anti-Semitism, but now 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 it's overt, and it it's some of it is violent, and it's it's very scary. I think, um, unfortunately, um, that the Jews have always been a target in in difficult times, and um, they're you know we're we're perceived as different. I I just think that there's a an ingrained um, dislike for Jews uh, among many quarters, which really surprises me because, um, you know, when I was working in the public schools, one thing that I noticed was, um, you know, it used to be, you know this, but years ago you could tell who was Jewish by their name. You know, there were certain names that were obviously Jewish, but now there's so much intermarriage. In fact, more than 70% of Jews who are marrying today are are marrying non-Jews. And I kind of thought, oh, well, then more people will have Jews in their family and this will help eradicate anti-Semitism, which apparently it it doesn't. So I think um, when, I, I think a lot of it Probably some of it had to do with the pandemic where people were home and unhappy and, and, and frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I think Jews, unfortunately, have just been um, a convenient target. Well, you know, I think that it's as a country, something that we really need to not sweep under the carpet to begin to look at some of these things. Uh, And I would challenge all of my listeners to think about the banning of books and particularly, you know, some of the stories that are not told now because those books are being banned. Uh, You talk in both of your books about the life after the Holocaust. And I really appreciate that because it is that Shadows We Carry, the name of your new book, but it is the impact of family and culture that we all carry with us. Uh, why did you choose the family aspect in your writing? I, that's a good question. <laughs> I've, I've never thought about that. I think because I, I am a family person, uh, I think that there are so many stories uh, that take place in the family, uh, the question of why did I choose twins? Um, my husband is an identical twin, and I um, the twins in my book are fraternal twins because I wanted to show um, how they both had very different reactions to uh, the same experience. They had the same parents, they grew up in the same household. But so I've just seen uh, from my brother and his twin, uh, that although they, for many years, look like you couldn't tell them apart, they're very different individuals. So I, I, and the, and the family, I mean, I had to tell this story in the family because that, that trauma, that cloud, those shadows get passed down in the family, and they are passed down in some ways that are overt but in ways that um, are very subtle as well. And I thought that that was the, the best um, 
landscape for the for the store. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Uh, yes, thank you to to you for for getting me started on that. I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. So, people of the book, how do you how do you pick your guests? Uh, how can people listen to you, etc.? Well, as you know, I'm on authors authors on the air global radio network. Um, it's if you go to I have a Facebook page. Uh, and if you go to my website, marilane.com, there, there's a page on there. Um, I like to uh, choose books that either have Jewish con- some Jewish content, which means the author does not have to be Jewish or, or, a, Jewish, um, or a Jewish author. And uh, what's next for Marilyn? You talked at the start of our podcast about reinventing. Are we settling down now? We are settling down. We are settling down. Um, I really, really enjoy this. I, I enjoy not going to a place where other people tell me what to do. <laughs> I enjoy being my own uh, taskmaster, which is not always great because I'm sometimes not that disciplined as, as I should be. And, um, right now, you know, I'm very busy, um, promoting shadows we carry. I, this is my first interview and I hope that, um, I will have, I I expect to have many others. I'm going to, with the first book, I only had two in-person events because of the pandemic. So I'm hoping to have uh, more in-person events and, um, but also virtual Uh, during the the pandemic. I uh, did 80 virtual uh, presentations with different groups and I'm hoping um, to meet with book clubs and, and, and different uh, groups um, as well. So I guess that will keep me a little busy, but I do, I, I very much, you know, want to keep writing. Well, I appreciate all the work that you did as an educator, and I'm so happy you're here as not only a fellow radio host, but also as a fellow storyteller. Meryl, thanks for being with us on The Storytellers. Thank you so much, Grace. This has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.